What's up, guys? No audio today. We're just jumping right into the episode. Wanted to switch it up a little bit and see what you guys thought about it. Let me know if you guys like the music. I'll add it back. If not, we'll just jump right into episodes. Uh, but welcome back. It's another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a great one for you. So I'm sitting down with my good buddy, Cold-Blooded Schiller, or CBS as you may know him. He's a wonderful trader, an excellent educator, and this is actually the third episode we're having him on for, uh, just because I love the conversation so much, and I think he provides so much value in each one of these episodes. We're going to be talking about a couple things today. The first is how to deal with wins and losses as a trader. And then how to kind of isolate yourself from other people on Twitter who are posting, you know, large account balances or large PLs. He actually did a really good thread on this, and we're going to be going through that thread tweet by tweet and kind of discussing each one of the points. We're also going to be talking about transparency in the industry, which is a huge topic right now with some stuff that's gone on. And then lastly, we're going to finish up with a couple charts, kind of show you what he looks at on a daily basis. He's going to be giving you a couple tips and tricks on how to improve your trading uh, and talk about his trading strategy a little bit. But the main focus, again, is going to be on transparency and how to deal with those winners and the, lo the losses. Sorry. Um, but before we get into all of that, two things I do want to take care of. The first is that we are making that push to YouTube. I'm trying to get out videos instead of just audio. Uh, so if you're on one of the podcasting platforms, I suggest heading over to YouTube. And if you've already been watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button so you can get updated when new episodes are out. Again, this one's not huge. So if you like listening on the podcasting platforms, there's only a couple charts that we are going to be looking at. And it's not absolutely necessary. Uh, but I still suggest heading over for future episodes. And then second, I do just want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor, Crypto.com. These guys, man, they're one of the biggest companies in the industry and they are offering so much for us. Uh, the first is that crypto credit card that I've been talking about. You can spend your crypto and then also earn up to 5% cash back on all purchases which is unmatched in my opinion. You, know, you get one, two, three percent cash back on most cards. Uh, but with this, it's up to 5% cash back. And then also a couple other smaller perks like uh, they'll pay for your Netflix, they'll pay for your Spotify. Uh, you can present your card and get unlimited airport uh, lounge access. So you just show up, you show your card, they'll let you in. Um, so I think everyone should have this credit card in their wallet. They should be using it, getting that huge cashback reward. Not only this, but you can also earn. They allow you to earn on your cryptocurrencies. Uh, so for like the bigs like Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, you can earn up to 6%. And then what I think is more important is the up to 12% that you can earn annually on your stable coins. Uh, because right now, you know, rates are dropping oh so often. I don't know. I can't even put it into words. They just continue to drop rates. The Fed continues to drop rates, uh, which then in turn affects your savings accounts where you're earning less than 1% uh, and soon potentially could be a negative rate. 
So I think that this is a great way to kind of break away from that. You can hold these stable coins and earn up to 12%, which is phenomenally better than the less than 1% you're currently earning. Then the last thing that they've got going on that I want to talk about is the partnerships that they've recently had with these uh, it's like tax accounting softwares. Uh, there's three different companies, and uh, with tax, tax season coming up, I really think that you guys should head on over, check out these softwares. If you're a crypto trader or even if you've just bought and sold crypto, even just a little bit, uh, can start to become a headache to file your taxes. Uh, and on top of that, your accountants are going to charge you an arm and a leg for it. With these guys, it's cheap, it's easy. You plug in your trades or you link your accounts, like your Coinbase account, and they calculate it all for you. So again, there's those three big things that I talked about. If any of those interest you, there's a link in the description below. You can head on over, apply for that card, start earning on your crypto, and then get your taxes taken care of. Now, I know that was long-winded, and I apologize for that. Now, let's get into the episode with CBS. We are here with CBS. This is actually the third episode. You are the first person to do three episodes of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. Uh, your other two episodes were phenomenal. I think a lot of people found value in them, which is why I'm having you back on. Um, so, normally how we do it is you give us some background on yourself, but you actually did that on the first episode. Uh, so for anyone who's listening, there's going to be links in the description. Go listen to those two first, and that'll be some good background for this one. Um, but, you know, we can still talk about how you've been since that last episode. Uh, any updates from you? Any new stuff going on in your life? Um, well, firstly, thank you. Thank you for the third time. Always, <laughs> always a pleasure to be here. I'm um, honored. I'm honored, honestly. No, 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 man. It's it's really good. I, I love coming on. I love chatting, so... Um, it's great. Uh, in terms of in terms of what I've been up to since the last time, it's you know it's I, I kind of feel I kind of feel bad just saying like the same old same old because the world's changed so much. But um, you know, like if we go back to those simpler times, I was kind of still doing exactly the same thing as I'm doing right now. But the only the only real change is that obviously from a trading perspective and from from me being a scalper, the the volatility is is through the roof so you know like i was i was chatting to you you know earlier and we spoke about the way that other people are off work um you know laid off at the moment and my workload has just gone up tenfold you know it's it's a incredibly volatile and and crazy time for me at the moment yeah, so I mean, that's kind of one of the perks of working for yourself and working from home is that, you know, for a lot of us, especially in this industry, there hasn't been too much of a change. If anything, it's been a little bit of a positive change uh, just with the amount of work that's getting done. Uh, you said you've been trading a lot more. I've actually seen a couple of tweets of yours where you're doing like 20 plus trades a day, which is absolute insanity in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think on on Friday, I think I finished up at sixty two for the day. Jesus. Okay, so blowing blowing through twenty and tripling that. Yeah. Up. Okay. Um, yeah, like on, and Friday was a relatively weak day for me. Um, I, I I spoke about this in a in a tweet. It was it was a day where I gave far too much back to the market, so it was a it was a sign for me to 
to go relax for a while. But yeah, I mean, like the trade frequency has increased massively from my side. Um, typically, you know, I would say on 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 what I would deem sort of typical market conditions, I am probably looking at taking maybe eight to fifteen trades uh, daily when I when I get the setups. And um, yeah, as I said, right now with you know, like we've got stuff happening all the time, and and right now I'm trading traditional markets. So obviously, I've got a great amount of influence from outside news. So, you know, like we, I, I've got press conferences every day. I've got, you know, potential huge news stories um, releasing. I've got things like unemployment numbers. So like there's so much that, you know, not only with what we're experiencing with, with coronavirus currently, but I've got all of those news events that are also tagged into it. So, yeah, it's it's madness. Yeah, it's it's been insane. I'm not huge on traditional markets myself. I follow them, but it's not my like main thing that I'm following. I usually pay attention to Bitcoin price a little bit more. But, mm-hmm. you know, over the last, I'd say, two weeks or so, it's been up 5% a day, down 10%, up another 8%. Yeah. You know, it has been insane, this volatility. Yeah, and and that, that original drop-off that we had... Um, you know, when we when we did the the fifty percent decline and and essentially Bitcoin was on on that twenty million sell from zero, um, you know, once we had that huge volatility spike, we kind of kept that for the next few days afterwards, where we were just doing these crazy percentage moves. Um, so we were just covering this massive range, and of course, it was it was punishing for anybody that sets like limit bids, limit asks. Because, you know, those big moves can just swipe you out for another 3 4%, you know, very, very quickly. So, that yeah, the volatility even on BTC just did not let up. It's, it was insanity. I remember the day it happened, I actually got paid by one of my sponsors. Big shout out to them. I got paid at like 3800 And by the time it had gone through and I had gotten it to Coinbase to get rid of it and sell it, it was at... I think like 5,800 and that was within okay, yeah, like yeah. an hour. It was insanity. Yeah. 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 It was, it was crazy. And, and, um, like this region of the chart here. Um, so obviously this is, this is Renko, uh, which is why it's not in, in a traditional view for anybody that's used to seeing traditional candles. Um, this, even this range here, this has felt really slow. So lots of people have been complaining about this range that we've had at the top, um, because it's felt really slow, you know, but, in effect, it's still a it's still a three hundred and seventy dollar range, a six percent range. So this felt really, really slow to us because we're used to all of this. Yeah, right. We've been used to all of this, so all of a sudden, this felt like, oh my god, you know, please end. Yeah, Whereas 6% this was still six percent. Yeah, yeah. So we were still we were still doing really nice numbers within that range, but it just it completely tweaks your your mindset when you have those big volatility spikes. It really does. Uh, so two other things I did want to ask about since the last episode was one, you know, how's it's your, you had a son, right? It wasn't long before I think the first episode or yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I get my, my dates and years mixed up here because <laughs> I'm talking worry. to so many people. Do you know what? I think I'd be more concerned if you knew that accurately <laughs> than the fact you don't. So don't, don't have to apologize for that. Um, yeah, he's, he's six months old. He's six months old now. Um, which is kind of a blessing in the in the current environment as well because he doesn't require too much. You know, it's not like having a toddler that, you know, I, we've got to keep the doors shut and, and we can't go outside, right? Yeah. So, you know, like he's happy looking at the same book 12 times a day. 
and that's that's cool so yeah so he's doing really well thank you awesome very wonderful to hear and on the flip side you know he still does require some attention which gives you some time to get away (laughs) from the charts yeah yeah yeah, absolutely yeah i mean like that is that is the joy of the, the joy of my day in terms of in terms of scalping and you know i'll i'll come on to that when we when we progress in this but you know i when i when i hit my target for the day right that's the enjoyment of of walking out the office and and he's there so beautiful truly beautiful and i feel like a lot of people are kind of looking for that i know i i hope to have that someday um so the last thing i wanted to talk about before getting into the bulk of the episode was um on the last episode we actually gave away a free spot in one of your groups your educational groups and we gave that to Lucas Crown, and he he has done surprisingly well with the information that he's picked up. Uh, do you want yeah. to discuss that at all? Yeah. So um, so yeah, you're right. Lucas Lucas came to us after uh, after picking that up as as part of the competition win, and <clears throat> essentially Lucas just just took the information that was on uh, on the server. So we we I run a Discord server, which is where all of the education is housed. So. I do sort of what I refer to as educational quickies, which are two to three minute educational videos. We've got YouTube videos, which are full length educational content. Um, we do live streams, etc. So Lucas basically spent spent the month that he had there trying to absorb as much of the information as possible. And he, he shared some pretty, pretty awesome success stories on Twitter uh, afterwards, which is from my side as an educator which is fantastic to see and you know i know for example that i remember the last the last tweet that i remember seeing from him was with was that he was long from about four thousand on btc killing it um yeah which is which is unfortunately you know where where the apprentice becomes the master because you know that is a far better position <laughs> than, than i find myself in so um you know like completely hats off to him you know it's it's it is a it is a self help <clears throat> option, you know. It's I'm not there to to spoon feed you trades and you know ideas for trades. I'm there to give you the backing and the education that you need. And I think that Lucas is uh, a prime example of somebody that he took what he wanted. He took full advantage of that month, um, you know. And and hopefully, from what I've seen. You know he's he's reaping the rewards from that so it's it's a super positive thing for me and and for him of course yeah and it's cool because you know instead of just spoon spoon feeding him trades like you were saying he actually gets to keep that knowledge and that information that he's learned and continue to apply it even once he's out of the group i know a lot of these discord groups and these telegram groups it's hey here's the setup they don't really teach you as much and so yeah. when you stop you know paying for the group or you're not in the group anymore you don't have that knowledge to continue to kill it as a trader. Yeah, there's there's always been that there's always been that element of reliance with with paid groups. It, it's kind of like the whole structure on on how they operate. It's it's making you feel as though you cannot live without that option. That's how they um, fleece you. Yeah, and like it's 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 the exact opposite. It's always been the messaging I've had, like which has always been, and I think I repeated this on on the first show that I did with you. It's basically come into the group, take what you want, and and in the nicest possible way, like piss off. Yeah. Because I want you to I want you to take that information and apply it for yourself. You know, I wanted it's you know it's the old the old adage of teaching somebody how to fish, right? It's that exact concept in action. 
Yeah. And then you as an educator, I bet it feels fantastic. I know when people reach out to me and they say, hey, I've learned so much from your show. I've started this business, yada, yada, yada. It's it's one of the best feelings out there. And so to see him come in, you know, win this free month um, and then just go on to absolutely kill it. It's got to be a great feeling for you. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, my my background has been education. So I'm an educator. That's I had a business that was um, that focused on educational consultancy prior to becoming a trader full time. So, you know, that is my background. But I think that there's there's never been an educational field that I've worked in that's been more rewarding than being able to at least assist in some way. You know, even if I help connect the dots for people, I help iron out some of the bad habits they have. Um, you know, there's there's never been a field that I've been a part of that feels as good to allow people to kind of feel independent when it comes to hopefully making money. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really powerful thing. Yeah, you've done a fantastic job at it. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. Um, you know, one other thing on Lucas was I remember seeing that, you know, he wasn't trading with a ton of size. And this kind of actually leads into my next question, uh, because I think he turned like the first tweet I saw was he turned like one bit or one Ethereum into like 1.4 or something in a very short amount of time, which is, you know, mm-hmm. a 40% gain. Uh, but he was like, you know, this isn't a lot. I understand that, but it's a lot for me. Yeah. Uh, and you actually had a really good thread on this. And it was about kind of being happy with, you know, the gains that you make uh, and not really focusing on the noise outside of that. Because I know a lot of people like to flex, you know, $200,000 accounts that they're trading with uh, and it kind of yeah. deters some people. So can we kind of get into that thread? Yeah, yeah. Um, happily, happily. Um, and, and, and I can already, as soon as you mentioned like the words flex, like I can feel myself, like I've had to sit up in my chair because <laughs> I can feel myself like yeah, digging my fingernails in. Um, yeah, the, the really important thing for me is the, there's a number of things that I'm going to cover off in, in this discussion that we have. But the first thing that I always like to kind of, uh, kind of just say up front is you know, like I'm not I'm not a big guy in this space. Um, I'm not I'm not somebody who has you know multi million dollar uh, trading accounts. I I operate and I trade full time and I earn enough to pay my way to pay for my family and obviously our our house, our mortgage, everything that comes with it. So you know I I earn enough to make this my full-time job and support everybody, but I'm not somebody who is sort of, you know, actively making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a day or in single trades. So a lot of the a lot of the information that I was exposed to on on Twitter, I think it almost sets an unrealistic expectation. And it sets an unrealistic expectation in terms of what it means to be a trader and kind of, you know, like the reality of the situation. Um, And I think that kind of the thread that I did just wanted to start to touch on that subject for people because my my goal is really... I want want people to take an element of pride, which which is a great example in Lucas, I want them to take an element of pride in what they achieve in this space because this is like one of the toughest games in the world, right? 
So the fact that people can actually make money from this, regardless of how big or small it is, I think is a really, really important point for people to take pride in. Um, so <clears throat> to give you kind of the the estimate, and this is this is like a transparent talk based on the fact that that's kind of my whole message is, you know, my, my figure that I have daily is, is around $500. That's what I would like to achieve daily. And to some people, right, they're going to think, well, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money, right? That's a lot of money to take daily. And other people may think, okay, well, it's, that's not bad. You know, it's, that's okay. Or, you know, I earn more in my job. Um, but the point is, is that it kind of, in the nicest way, it doesn't matter what you think. Um, it really doesn't matter at all. It's solely about what I need and what my targets and goals are. So when it comes to kind of being transparent about that number and discussing that number openly, I think that it's a, it's a good opportunity for other people to start thinking about like, what is their target number, right? What's their figure that they would like to start to look at achieving? So I think that's that's kind of point one. Um, it's kind of around that transparency around what what is acceptable for you as an individual. What is a significant amount of money for you? Um, what is a reasonable amount of money for you? And how do your trades? What do they look like in order to achieve that? Yeah, I think you know it's hard sometimes when you see these huge huge accounts with you know multiple Bitcoin trading at a time, hundreds of Bitcoin trading at a time, and uh, you think you're kind of inferior and uh, maybe what's the point, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the flip side of that, there are people where they say, you know, $500 a day is an insane amount of money to me. Yeah. Like I would love to make that much. Yeah. And then you look at people who are saying, you know, if I could make $10 a day trading, that would yeah. be life-changing money. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think the fact that, you know, you've kind of, shut everyone else out or off, I should say, and you've found your dollar amount that you would like to gain every single day is, yeah. I think, the first, I guess, step in becoming a full-time trader. Yeah, like I, I when I when I first started, I, I obviously, I, I you need to be aware of, you know, what it takes in order to become a trader full-time, you know, financially, from a financial perspective. You need to plan very carefully. And there's also an argument that would say, it's a dangerous thing to have a target, especially daily, because you get then get into a position where you may be forcing trades, right? You may be you may be like down for the day, or you may be sort of you know a hundred dollars shy, so you think I'll take another trade before I close down for the day. And like my five hundred dollar is like an average. That's kind of what I would like to achieve as an average per day. Um, it's not a fix, like I've got to trade until I get this. So there's a careful balance of psychology in there and not kind of becoming reliant on that figure. Um, but that figure, the, the key point is that figure is completely personal. It's a completely personal figure. And it doesn't matter if your figure is $5, $10, $15, $100, $1,000, whatever it is, big or small, it does not matter it's about you as the individual and again what is what is a significant or a reasonable amount of money and you know the the example that i give and i, I use this example all the time and it's actually it's it's not the best analogy but it it serves the purpose 
And it's basically, you know, if if I offered you a hundred dollars right now for pressing two buttons on a PC, like would you take that? Without a doubt. All right. And like so what about if I offered you twenty dollars for doing the same thing? Yes. Yes, you can go yeah. down to a single it, dollar and I'd still yeah. say yes. Right. So and essentially if if we boil down trading in the most simplistic way, that's essentially what's happening is when you're looking at your profit on screen, right? That is that is real money that is there. And you have achieved that, of course, by doing some background research from from charting, from analyzing. And, you know, there's there's more that goes on in the background. I'm I'm well aware of that fact. But the simple mechanical process is pressing two buttons and receiving an output Um, and it's about what value you put on that yeah and i I think that goes back to that kind of number that figure that you're talking about because like you are saying there is some other stuff that goes into it which is kind of the research that you do the time you spend looking at charts and then you can get into how much do you value your time and then you can kind of get a gauge for sorry what you want that kind of daily number or average to be yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's more. There's more to this thread. I'm kind of going through it now yeah. as we speak. Yeah, I'll um, I'll, I'll quite happily continue discussing if that's all right. Yeah, please. <clears throat> I, I um, love this thread. I went through. I read the entire <laughs> thing, and I was just, you know, it it really changed my. I wouldn't say it changed it fully because you know that's kind of something that's the, these things are stuff that you kind of think about when you're thinking about trading. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it was good to know that so many other people are kind of thinking about this kind of stuff. And it really it really gave me some solid perspective to be like, wait a minute, you know, nobody else really matters. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the number one thing, Um, which, you know, like it ties me into where I'll pick up from, which is I, I always seem to I always seem to complain about Twitter every time I come on. And I and I have to reiterate. It's a shit show. <laughs> yeah, Excuse my language. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like you're right at times, it absolutely can be. But I think that I think that the kind of the main thing for me is, you know, Twitter is a, an absolutely wonderful space if you use it correctly. But there are also instances where you have people who are sharing large wins. Okay. They share large account sizes because it's all about building up an ego. It's all about building up a brand. It's it's all about image. And when you look at these people as a respected individual on Twitter because they have, you know, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 followers, a lot of this messaging starts to creep into your mindset. So a lot of the targets in terms of, you know, the fact that they're posting a screenshot that has, you know, like three BTC profit, and then you look at your own your own trade profit and you're like 0.0077 right and and like it, it completely demeans your profit um and i think that there needs to be a complete disconnect from what those people are doing and keeping in mind that again it's a completely personal approach so for that person that's posting a 3 btc profit you know that may be you know uh, their average their average trade amount and their average trade profit but for you it's a different story you may not have the same bankroll as them you may have different expectations right you have to work within your own limitations as well so being able to complete that disconnect from all of the information and the shit you see on twitter is so important and especially because like 
half of these guys that are posting, you know, they're posting the good stuff. Yeah. Right. They haven't shown you the three failed trades where they lost one BTC every time. Right. Because they only want to show you the good stuff. So you're seeing this completely, you know, like perfect world view of how they trade, what their profit is, et cetera, which does affect you. Like you, you can sort of, you know, sometimes sit there and kind of think, ah, nah, like that doesn't, that doesn't affect me. But the truth is subconsciously it's there. It lingers. It has an effect when you look at your trade results. Yeah. So I think, I think we actually talked about this on our first episode. It may have been the second, but I think it was the first uh, and you, you gave some tips on kind of shutting everything else out and kind of getting rid of the noise. Do you remember yeah. us talking about that? Yeah, it was basically speaking about, at the time, it was speaking about analysis. Yeah, exactly. When you're charting, you know, you need to you need to close everything down. You go and, you go and look at the chart, you go and plan your trade, you execute your trade, and then you go on Twitter and look at what other people have said. And you learn from that. You don't use it to give yourself confluence or talk yourself out of something or give you increased confidence. You trade first and then you look afterwards and you learn from it. Exactly. And seeing kind of the similar situation where seeing those other people's trades does affect your yep. analysis yourself, even if it's just subconsciously, you might look at a chart and be like, no, it doesn't have any effect. But I think it does creep into your back into the back of your mind. And it's the exact same thing with size of the bankroll and PL. Yeah. Um you know, yeah. you kind of and, hit and, it on the head perfect with the... And like a, a, another is um is is like when when we're trading crypto, when we're trading BTC, we're paid in BTC, right? Aside from a couple of exchanges where we're paid in USD, it's primarily being paid in BTC. And that also is an issue because when you say you're say you're using max and you see your profit and like i said it's it's 0.01 btc like if if ever i'm to offer you 0.01 of something right you're going to say like what tiny bullshit amount is that right like <laughs> what like if i said here's 0.01 of the cake right then you're going to be like well why are you giving me something that small and so the the fact that we have these tiny figures Right, in terms of 0.01 of something, 0.005 of something, also has an impact because the fact that you look at something and immediately associate it with being a low number means that it's very hard to attach the dollar value to it. So if, for example, you were to see that in USD value and see that your 0.01 you know, equates to $60, then that immediately puts a different spin on things. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, even just thinking about it, like, even, you know, a lot of people are like $60, that's not that much. To put that into perspective, that's almost a full day, full day's work for some people who are making minimum wage. Yeah. And this is done, yeah. like you were saying, by pushing two buttons, if we're boiling it down to, you know, yep. simplest terms. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that I, I always have a big problem. And, um, like just as a heads up for anybody, if if anybody thinks that they suffer from a similar problem or maybe now they're connecting the dots in terms of, yeah, actually that is something I maybe I maybe think about um, or maybe seeing a US dollar would help me. Um, there's actually a really great plugin for Mex that you run in your browser and um, it converts your... BTC amount to USD and displays it in the MEX PNL column. 
Um, so you can immediately see what your PNL is in USD. It's de- it displays it alongside your BTC. Um, so I'd recommend anybody anybody have a look for that. And if if it's something that you would like, I'll I'll happily link it to you afterwards, Charles, so you can share. Yeah, I would love to have that just for you know everybody. I can throw it in the description mm-hmm. below. They can go check that out uh, because I think that would really change people's mindsets. You know, it, it's funny. It kind of makes me think of you know when you're at the casino and it's just numbers on a screen to you doesn't feel like dollars anymore and when you're looking at 0.01 bitcoin it doesn't feel like you know a nice crisp 50 dollar bill in your hand uh it's just oh yeah it's 0.01 bitcoin it's nothing i can throw that away yeah and that's 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 a really it's such a key point it's such a like i have such an issue with this you know it's something i try and bring up as much as possible because um it's it is the fact that you mentioned throwing away is also a big thing because what tends to happen is if for example you take uh like i'm sure that everybody who's who's traded has been in the situation before where they flip flop between positions very quickly right they they think okay i'll go long here and then price moves against them so they close it and they flip they flip short instead then they close it again and they go back long and one way of of self-justification for that is by viewing the low btc amount so you think okay it's only it's only 0.1 like 0.01 btc that i've just thrown away that's fine like i can i'll enter another position yeah and so it it even it impacts the losses as well because the losses you can throw them away because the the value is so low potentially to you so you just think oh that's done like it's such a tidy number it doesn't mean anything All right and then that's that so it's just as dangerous from the loss perspective as it is from not appreciating the wins yeah it's kind of working against you in both ways you you win 0.01 BTC you're like that's next to nothing it's not yeah. even a good win and yeah. then you're also like, ah, I can just throw that away because yeah. it's so small. It's crazy. Yeah, which again is essentially, you know, like if you take your your crisp fifty dollar bill. Yeah, right. You know, it's Toss like that taking that trash. and just exactly. Yeah, and you, you're never going to do that, right? And that's essentially exactly what you could be doing. I I don't even want to tell you the number of times I've just sent point zero one that exact number to an exchange, hundred x long. They're shorted it just because yeah. I was like, you know what, this is what I need to do right now. Yeah. If you gave yeah. me a fifty dollar bill and told me to just go toss it in the trash, <laughs> I would freak the fuck out. Well well yeah, yes. Like um I'm basically telling you to go and chuck it in the trash, but there's a very small chance that the trash will then give you a thousand dollars. Exactly. I was gonna right, say right, if there's a small chance that, you know, I'm gonna be able to dig into the trash and then grab, you know, a thousand dollars like you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. would never do that. I would never yeah. toss it in the trash. I'd be like, I'm gonna walk away with my fifty dollar bill. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 So again, it's it's a really good point is having a concept of what the btc amount and it's specifically btc because in traditional markets we typically have it easier because in traditional markets everything's completed in their native currency exactly so it's a lot easier to rationalize that amount and to appreciate that amount than i think it is in in a crypto space so if you're trading eth uh, if you're trading btc and when you're paid in those again it becomes very difficult to be able to appreciate and to kind of take on board what you may be doing successfully but instead it kind of gets lost yeah 
definitely. So again, with that plugin, if you can get that to me, I would love to throw it in the description. I feel like that's going to help a lot of people out and they'll start to realize, you know, what it is that they're doing on these websites. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, that's a really, really important point is, you know, everything that we've spoken about in terms of appreciation. Um, and I kind of want to take us on to it, kind of like the summary of the summary of that thread. Um, if that's okay with you. Yeah, please. Um, <clears throat> so in that we, I, I quote the saying in here about looking after the pennies and the pounds will come, um, from a, from a British perspective. Um, and you know, that, that is incredibly, that is incredibly true for when we're thinking about investing and trading. Half of the battle that we have is in capital preservation. So it's in making sure that we're not pissing money up the wall, right? At the same time that we're trying to essentially get more. So it's a really important thing. And having an appreciation for what you trade, how much you make on a trade is a big step in having that awareness and that capital preservation. Because when we think about trading and we think about some of these amounts like our, our 0.01, okay, this is where accounts start to grow and increase in size. Very rarely are traders and trade accounts made from the fact that they had one large win and that was it. They're it's, very much crafted from the ground up. It's the small wins that count. And hundred percent, I think, you know, going back to the, your target of $500 a day, you mentioned that some people don't like the idea of having daily targets, but I think that really does turn it into a bunch of small wins that you can just yeah. continue to grow over time. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's from my perspective, as I said, when I'm, I'm a, I'm a scalper, so I am used to lots of small wins. You know, I very rarely get. I very rarely get a trade that is on for a con considerable length of time that I kind of would consider as like a big win. Um, you know, sometimes I get those scalps that turn into that, but I'm used to locking in profit early and having those small wins slowly build up over the course of the day. And hopefully if I'm fortunate, the markets are good to me, the wins outweigh the losses um, and I end positive for the day. So it's, it's about... When, whenever, if anybody here is thinking about, you know, how do I, how do I get that appreciation? How do I get that, that sort of understanding of, of, you know, profit and taking profit? I, I'm not necessarily recommending that everybody has a, has a daily target that they look to achieve. But what's very important is that you look at your current trading balance and you determine what is what is an acceptable amount of return for your available capital, because that's what you're dealing with at the at the current sort of time. So it doesn't really matter about your sort of economic status um, in in the grand scheme of things. It matters about what you're trading with and what your risk is. Yeah. See, this and, is this is sorry to cut you off there. No, 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 you go. This is I, I'm very passionate about this specific topic. Because um, mm -hmm. I always am talking about, guys, it's about the percentage gains, not the value of the wins or losses. Uh, you know, a lot of people will sit there and be like, oh, you know, it was only a $100 trade or he's only trading with a $200 account or whatever. Yeah. And I always like to bring it back to the fact that, you know, even if you're trading a $100 account, 
making 50% on that, even though $50 is not a lot of money, the fact that you were able to hit 50% gains on an account is something that should be commended. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the elements that's lost in what we, what we've been speaking about so far. And that's that you lose the self-appreciation for the achievements that you are making. You know, so I kind of touched on the fact that, you know, this is an incredibly hard thing to do. And when you do it and you are paid from it, right, you, that, that is a celebration, regardless it of should be. if you think the amount is, is small or you don't want to share it publicly because you're afraid that someone will mock you for the size that you're trading. Like, that's complete fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, like I said in the tweet, right, if anybody ever calls you out on money, that is one of the most dickish things that you can do. Um, you know, nobody, nobody can call you out on what you trade, your trade size, etc. And in the in the group, uh, I've kind of had like a drive, and it, it's certainly not in like a, a dictatorship way where I'm like everybody starts sharing their account balance right now. Um, it's you, a case of like, I, yeah, I I want people to be open about the amount that they are trading. And their wins. So, for example, if I've got a member who has a thousand dollar account, and he absolutely nails a trade and bags a hundred dollars, I know that's a really significant amount for him. Yeah, right. I know that's a significant amount for his account. So, the praise comes accordingly because you know that's that's a hell of an achievement. So, I want to be there in order to share that success, right, and to congratulate him along with the other members because that's a milestone. Right, that's a significant Huge. trade. Yeah. So ten percent like, gain is massive. Yeah, and and all of that gets lost in the fact that if you want to keep it to yourself and you, and you're worried about sharing it, you also don't get to like have the congratulations for actually doing a damn good job, and you may not even realize that you are. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how your mentality gets changed, uh, and that's come with I think this whole idea of you know posting stuff on social media. Uh, and it kind of got me thinking, you know, we're talking about dollar values and Bitcoin amounts. Uh, but I think this also applies to percent gains because, you know, yeah. you, you see people on Twitter, you know, flexing these 100 percent gains, these thousand percent trades. Um, and it's kind of discouraging other people who are making these, like I said, a fantastic gain of 10 percent. Um, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. It might just be the exact same kind of stuff we just discussed. Uh, but I did want to bring that up really quick. Yeah, it's it's really a case of, you know, understanding as well, like uh, how a lot of these percentages are calculated. Um, because these can just be like tiny, tiny bullshit amounts that are, that are you know, 100x and this person got lucky because they were waiting to be able to share something on Twitter. So it's about ensuring that the people that who are sharing these successes are doing so legitimately. And, you know, typically what we see on Twitter is we see the sharing of PNL percentages, right? And market price and entry price of the asset. And that's it. Right? Typically people don't share the size of the orders. Yeah. So whenever we see anything, they're always nice and neatly cropped to show the three key elements that you care about, which is what's the current price? What price did you enter and how many thousand percent? is your is your PNL currently sitting at right they're the things that grab attention um so i guess appreciating that 
you really don't have all the facts, number one. And secondly, it's posted for a purpose and it's to get you to react the way that you probably are. So I I did want to get into this because you kind of briefly talked about it (laughs) when you were talking about people kind of bringing up, you know, their P&L, whether it be percent or the actual value and then account sizes. Uh, Why do you think people are doing this kind of stuff? Why do you think they're sharing these large, massive amounts and these killer trades on Twitter? So it's it's image um it's image and it's also from it's also from that um sort of egocentric point of view because these people are looking for attention primarily and like i've shared trades before and i'll I'll happily admit i'm looking for attention when i do it right if i if i nail a trade i I, damn right i want you want some praise yeah Yeah, like i want i want everything fuck social media it has ruined us yeah so like i seek that as well yeah. Um, the, the people who are consistently sharing and who are sharing kind of the totals that I would say are starting to become like questionable. Um, it's purely done from a perspective of trying to raise profile. Um, and like, I feel as though we're bordering on speaking about maybe an individual in particular. Yeah. So I actually did want to bring this up. I, yeah. you know, I've had some conversations with this guy. This was big news on Twitter recently. Uh, Jacob Canefield. I don't know if my audience knows who he is. I assume they do. Uh, but he actually was faking some of his trades. And uh, I, I was kind of confused on the whole situation. I was confused with his answer a little bit. I don't know if you want to get into this at all, because this kind of gives a specific example that we can kind of go into detail on. Yeah, I mean, my my problem with my problem, like with what happened is I feel myself getting so angry talking. (laughs) I'm like, how do I phrase this? Yeah, how do I let 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 it flow? All right. Yeah, yeah. be passionate. Um, He's he's undermining everything that I am trying to work to achieve in terms of community on on Twitter and within the group. And the reason being is this is somebody who, according to the trades that he he photoshopped, and it's a direct correlation with the thread that I did on Twitter and what we're discussing today, yeah. is this is somebody who made 7 BTC legitimately through a trade. Do you believe that? Let's go with it, right? Okay. Let's roll with it. Let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say yeah. that he made the 7 BTC, right? And he photoshopped it to 15. Just seems unnecessary. Now, 100%. And it, then that was the point that kind of infuriated me more than anything was the fact that you feel as though you need to double that amount. And and I think at the current price of BTC, it was probably around 60K anyway with that original win. A ton of money. The fact that, yeah, the fact That's that you feel as though you need to double that, right? And that's what shows what a great trader you are because you pull 15 btc rather than seven you know i was like that was the thing that really got to me i was like it undermines everything that i've been trying to spread and discuss which is you take pride in what you earn regardless of anybody else and then you've got this one fucker who's deciding that 60k isn't enough and 120 looks better Right. And it just goes to perpetuate that thought process of I'm not as good as them. They look how much they're trading with. And it also goes to show that it like half of it is just a pure like dream, right? It's all 
just some bullshit created by them, you know, photoshopped. And, you know, I think that Jacob was a, a prime example of somebody that let his ego and let his perceived how everybody sort of he thought everybody perceived him it let it change who he was and the way that he sort of posted trades and and potential you know capital that he gained from it yeah so he actually runs a paid group if i'm not mistaken uh so do you think it is more ego than the fact that he's trying to show these big trades to provide credibility to kind of funnel people into his group yeah i mean that's that's it kind of links into a a, a kind of a a wider and a more general broadcast on on that topic as a whole because i think that's absolutely what what was going on because typically the way that paid groups work on on twitter is you are seen to be very successful you are seen to post good trades with you know large returns and that secures you and that secures you people who want to sign up for a group and so for jacob that's offering a service that you know is primarily relying on trades and analysis albeit with some educational material in there as well um you know that image of being a successful trader and I'm like doing air quotes again when I'm saying that like being <laughs> a successful trader, you know, that's, that's what he is trying to achieve. And the general broadcast that goes along with that is that typically anybody you see that is doing a similar thing, it's worth approaching them with a little bit of caution. And we see this across like the typical sort of like scam route that we've seen is people posting large PNL, gaining lots of followers, looking like they never lose a trade, just posting winner after winner after winner, calling everything in advance, you know, hitting targets within 23 cents of where it stopped. Um, and then all of a sudden they move on to either starting a fund or starting a paid group. And it's the reason that paid groups get a bad rap. Yeah. And this kind of speaks to transparency, sorry, as a whole in the industry. We've covered a lot of it already. Um, you know, are there any other, I guess, topics on or discussion points you want to talk about on the topic of transparency? So I, it's basically just a, I would encourage anybody to, to be transparent, either in like your social circles with, you know, a lot of us speak to other traders, other investors. You know, whether that be on Discord, Telegram, Twitter. And, you know, I would kind of, you know, look at being more open and honest about it because every trader loses. You're not you're not you unique in the fact that you you lose and you may lose consistently. Um, you know, there are lots of other people out there and I lose consistently as well. You know, I've had I had a my Friday day, I was I think I was eight scalps, eight losers in a row. Um and being transparent about it and having the discussion about it, the good days, the bad days can only go to serve making you a better trader because there is no trader in this space that has a 100% success rate. Anything that looks too good to be true probably is. And trading is all about winners and losers. It's about how you manage winners, how you manage losers, what your approach is, what your risk management is. 
And being transparent is a really key step in accountability for the mistakes that you make. And it's also a really big step in feeling comfortable and feeling good like about yourself when you do something that deserves praise. Um, so the transparency is like a super, super key thing for me is I don't care if I don't care. It's, it's the same message as the, the sort of daily target. I don't care if somebody posts on Twitter, you know, after I posted up a losing trade that, you know, wrecked or you know, <laughs> stopped. So, you know, like it's like, got to hurt a little bit. Nah, nah, like because <laughs> that's that's trading, right? So yeah. anybody, and and here's the way I view it: is that anybody that tells me, you know, like wrecked or you know, like stopped out, or, those people you know, don't like, trade. What a bad trade! Yeah, exactly, right? That's it. That's the immediate red flag is, and the amount of times I've had to scrape my fingers off the keyboard from typing, <laughs> like you're not a fucking trader, like <laughs> just smashing these things, the these delete things, key. Yeah, yeah, like these things, these things like don't matter because to be a trader you need to handle both sides. And I think that this space lacks so much transparency that I think it could benefit from a lot when people are realistic about what they earn on trades, um, what their position sizes are. And I think all of that education just goes to kind of make this space a friendlier and less scammy and more educational space to be a part of. Um, so it's not that I'm kind of saying to everybody, like, take a screen grab of your balance and go and post it on Twitter. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm going to go post my next $12 <laughs> trade. Yeah. Be like, CBS told me to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's really just about, you know, taking it more seriously, Yeah, using it, using it less as a, as like a betting account and taking it seriously. You know, this is, this is capital. This is, you know, investments Free and money. Yeah, exactly. And like, we should treat it as such. And I think that being transparent with the people that you want to be transparent with, right? That's the thing is like, if you've got a couple of close friends that you chat about trading with and you start talking about like, oh, I had a really shit day. I'm like, you know, $150 down. Then, you know, that's a discussion point. That's like, why did that happen? Like, how can you change it? Um, you know, why did you make that trade? And And so it opens up that discussion rather than just either bottling it um, you know, or kind of just pushing it to one side and saying, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just go again tomorrow. Yeah, you can, <clears throat> sorry. It'll definitely help people learn from their mistakes a lot more, especially when you're out there and open with your losers, not only your winners. Cause yes, you can learn from your winners, but it also kind of just justifies your trading strategy. When yeah. you actually talk about your losers and you're open with them, you can improve on the mistakes that you've been making. Yeah. Um, and I had a, to that point, I had a guy who, I posted up a like I posted up a spreadsheet the other day of my my trades for the day. So all of my winners and losers are are listed there. Um and I had a guy um who it was actually it was the next day and it was on a it was on that tweet that you probably saw where I said like I've just done like 42 trades this morning. Yeah. Um and he responded and he said, "Can you post your winners and reason for taking the trades and i kind of I, like i just went back to him i said like it's really interesting that you're only interested in seeing the winners um, right because actually you could probably lose more from seeing my you could probably learn more from seeing my losing trades than you could from seeing the winners um I, I so think, yeah it was kind of interesting i, I, that I, I think you can you can learn more from your losers i think 
he wants to kind of see a winning Emulate. strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think personally you can you can learn a lot more from your losers, but I, I don't think he was wrong in asking for your winners. I think he's wrong, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> and he got he got the response that he deserved as well. Did you tell him fuck off or No, no, no. I was I was I was kind of like I, I kind of have this tone when I'm when I'm online I kinda of like don't give a shit, which is kind of which is kind of true. Yeah. Um so it was more just a case of I, I kind of just went along those lines of like it's interesting, you don't want to see the winners, but also I'm not gonna go into detail about how I trade with you right now. There so um yeah. That's fair, that's fair. Um, you know, I kind of want to get into this a little bit because you talked about, we've talked about the, you know, 60 scalps you took in a day uh, and mm -hmm. you have this, you know, one hour chart up. Uh, I know you trade the five second chart. Do you think you could pull that up or do you think you could pull a lower time frame chart up for us just to see what you're looking at on a daily basis? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so like this, uh, what I'll, what I'll pull up is... I'll explain it to you now. I'll explain it to you now. There we go. Yeah. Okay. See, I, 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 we couldn't do this episode without at least talking a little bit about trading and pulling up some charts because now that I'm doing these YouTube videos, we can actually see what we're talking about here. Yeah. So, um, essentially, kind of what you're what you're looking at here is obviously this is uh, this is the S and P for now. So this is my traditional market setup. Um, you've you've got me using this this tiny resolution. Yeah, so, I know. It's hard um, to see. Yeah, so for me this is this is huge on on the monitor that I have here. So I'm not I'm not trading like at this size. Um but essentially what you're looking at is live price. So you're looking at the live price action that's taking place in here. So there's actually no time frame associated to any of this. It's so just as you like can the see tick, in right yeah exactly so as you can see in in this section here you know we can see this line which is representing price constantly constantly ticking over as price moves yeah um so this is all happening live so essentially i'm i'm trading all day from from essentially four charts um is what i'm trading from uh, and then this is what this is what derives the the strategy and the approach that i take um, but yeah, this is, this is kind of the view I said to you before, this is the, con this is the control center. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this, the, my, my day is at the moment full of, full of, you know, these, these brightly colored lines and, you know, that's kind of what I stare at all day. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's fascinating to watch just kind of move along in a little bit of a fluid motion. Um, yeah. so I know you're big on Renko. How does this is different, right? Because this is just like a continuous line versus the. Yeah. So um, let me just, uh, I'll, I'll quickly swap this over as well for you here. So have you kind of adapted your strategy here? Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. So this is, this is what you, probably most people would associate with me is this yes. kind of classic Renko brick approach. So essentially all I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking a slightly different way of viewing price currently. Um, I tend to swap between between line and Renko because the, the only real real thing that's important to me when I'm trading is um, are the peaks and the lows. So they're the only really thing only things that are really important to me. So I like to use anything that is is jagged and easily shows me those tops and bottoms. Uh, so Renko is particularly good because everything is is nice and flat. 
right? Really easy lows and highs. And the same with line. Everything is is really clear in terms of seeing those levels. Yeah, there we go. So really quickly, um, bottom left, because you still got the like full lineup. How what kind of time frame are we looking at there? Um so this is a this is a 20 tick. So essentially what you're gonna see is that this chart will update, I believe, every uh every uh two dollars. Okay. The 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 S P moves. There we go. In current settings. Uh whereas this is this is a lot quicker. This is this is very quick. <laughs> you're a madman. Do you want to give us a little bit of because you said you're looking at kind of just like the very peak? Um yeah. you know, how how are you identifying these peaks? Can you give us a little bit of, of an alpha drop here? Um I don't wanna I don't wanna push too much. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're fine. Um <clears throat> So essentially, um, it, like it's it's no real um, it's, it's no real like secret to anybody that you know I'm primarily I trade off divergences, um, so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the divergences between what my indicators are telling me versus what price is doing, and then I'm trading based off those. And one of the cleanest ways to see divergences is by having a tool that allows you to see very easy tops and bottoms. So when I'm looking for potential potential setups like down here, for example, we can see we've got the lows in here. Yep. And then we can see on here, right, I've got a higher low. So I know, for example, in this region, this is forming a divergence and this is potentially an actionable trade for me. Um, so basically anything that demonstrates those nice clean lows that I can cross compare, you know, quite quickly and easily with with what I'm seeing on indicators. Um, then that's how I'm. That's how I'm sort of formulating my trades. There we go. I, it's still mind-boggling to me that you can make sixty trades in a day. So, yeah, oh. I, as I said, I, I I don't want to talk about Friday too much because you know I still got some I still got some negative feelings attached to that. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a hectic day, and it's purely the market conditions. As I said, the the times that we are in, they allow for this sort of volatility and action to to be in place. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I've jumped on the one minute chart every now and again, and I'll take mm-hmm. you know three to five trades in a day, and I feel like that's too much. Yeah, so, yeah you're, like, you're like sweating after that. Yeah, like, man, that that's a long day right I, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these, you know, even just like ten to twenty is is mind boggling to me. Yeah, and again, you know, it's uh, what I'm looking at doing is I'm. I'm looking at just taking the edge off some of these some of these moves. So when we have the sharper sell-offs, the sharper the sharper rallies, I'm looking at just catching the top of them, right? Taking taking a little bit on the pullback and then getting out. There we go. So that's kind of the summary of of how I'm looking to trade, which is the scalping approach and it's that little and often approach in terms of my gains over a day. Yeah, it really just circles back on the point that these small little gains over the course of a day, a week, a month, a year really start mm-hmm. to add up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And did we did we cover that stat last time about the um the ten thousand ten thousand dollar bankroll and the compounding? No, we didn't. I don't think uh, okay. Mm. Okay. Um so essentially it is and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna. Somebody's gonna call me out on this and say, actually, that's not true because I'm probably gonna bodge the end figure. But um, it is if you start with a ten thousand dollar bankroll and you look at making two percent gains per day every day on your account, 
then it's around 90 days till that 10,000 is a million. Insanity. I actually do remember us talking about that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm glad you brought it up again because I feel like the, you know, the exponential growth and compounding is really lost on some people. So I appreciate yeah. you kind of bringing it up again. <clears throat> Sorry. You know, you think of just even like a 1% growth. Yeah. <clears throat> Blow, blows my mind uh, yeah. and people forget about that kind of stuff and it's I think it's especially hard when you start off because you can hit a couple you know a 1% trade you're like awesome and if you're starting with a small bankroll you're like wow I have $101 now fantastic yeah you know and yeah. then to move on to the next day and be like I have 102.1 it's just like it, yeah. it's lost and it takes some time for you to start seeing that growth. And I think that's where people get discouraged. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take down another conversation right now, but when, when that happens, uh, and especially in the example that you quoted, what happens is we see, you know, we see the $101 uh, account size and, you know, everything's okay. We see the $103 account size and everything's okay. And, and the growth is good, you know, for, if you're giving the example of a hundred dollar account size, then, then the growth is really good. You know, that's, that's a great achievement so far. It's a long-term, it's a long-term game. It's a marathon. And what tends to happen is we'll go back down to a hundred dollars because we lost a trade. We may be positioned a bit too strongly, or we've had a couple of losing days in a row and we're back at a hundred dollars. And then what starts to happen is we whack up that leverage, yep. right? We increase the position size and then all of a sudden it's zero. You want and to get so, back to that 105 really quick. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a long-term thing. It's a, it's a constant, it's a constant marathon. You know, you're always running. Um, but you, it's very, I always try and like rationalize this to people is, especially if you're dealing with, with, you know, a, a smaller account size, don't do anything that is going to undo your hard work in a matter of seconds because some people spend days and days grinding an account up and if you are ever about to put yourself into a position where you are you are going to undo days weeks months of hard work by doing something impulsive irrational because you're pissed off um just i urge you as much as possible in the moment think am i going to regret this in five minutes time right and take your hands off the keyboard there's always another day there's always another trade there's always another opportunity and somehow people get into that spiral of losing trades where they go from the account has grown steadily over you know a couple of weeks and three four losing trades later they've just spiraled into turning that into zero and somehow the the loss of twenty dollars spirals them to blow a full account um oh, you're speaking so if, to me directly here yeah so if if anybody's in that position like i i really urge you in the moment to have just a, a one piece of clarity even if it's even if it's my voice droning on at you to just have a moment of clarity where you say to yourself do i want to throw everything away in what i'm about to do and the answer is usually no yeah right and just take a breather yeah i i really like that you're bringing that up that the fact that a single loss then spirals into the account going to zero because it's yeah. happened to me i'm sure it's happened to you 
anyone who's listening to this who trades, it's probably happened to them at some point or another. So very, very, very wise words from someone who trades for a day living or for a day job and as a living. Sorry. Um, no, 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 you're fine. Yeah, I like the fact you combine those words. I mean, that's, that's maybe I'll just refer to it as a day living as well. No? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't start that. <laughs> Um, okay. So, you know, I got two last questions for you. I always like to end with kind of the same questions. And I know we've talked about your outlook for the next 12 months on the last two episodes and what you're most excited for. Is there anything new in the pipeline? And then with all the craziness that's been going on in the world this last month, I'd say, has that kind of shaped your outlook for the next 12 months? No, I, I don't think so. I think you know my my outlook is is largely the same. You know, it's to continue is to continue growing my trading accounts. It's to continue doing what I do, and you know, having that heavy focus on the group. You know, having that educational content creation. I'm trying to get a lot more into into the video side of things. Um, don't do it. Well, when I say the video type of things, what I what I really want is. You know, I, I will sit there and I'll record a, you know, a 20 minute educational video where I'm going over the charts. I'm discussing my thought process. I'm doing some post analysis stuff. Um, and what I, what I would really like is like some editing on that video to, you know, maybe like pull out on screen some key points that I'm discussing alongside. So it's, it's easier to absorb as a learner. Um, so kind of, I'm looking to get more into that side so go. I can. I can begin to create some some cooler stuff um so that's that's really going to be the focus for now and the only thing the only thing that's changed you know is the fact that the markets are giving me a particularly attractive you know place to to trade at the moment because the volatility is on my side um it fits in well it aligns well with the scalping approach that i have so it, it's really a case of while everybody else is kind of kicking back um, you know, I, as I said at the start, I've, I've really been busier than I have been in a, in a long, long time. So it's keep up the pace, continue going until the market gives up. Um, you know, and then I can take a breather there. Oh, once you get to that point, there'll be some new goal. I don't think there's ever a break. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And the, and the worst thing was as well is that the one thing that I was really looking forward to is uh, a holiday. Right, that's There's the none of those anymore. I, was, I know, I know. <laughs> and we were so we we usually go to the states every year. Um, so we were we were looking at coming over again next year. Uh, and as I started to research prices, is when you know everything started to you know spread. Um, but kept looking, and uh, and the company that I was I was gonna I was gonna potentially book with has uh, has now gone into administration is asking for a for a bailout. So oh my you know there's a there's a blessing there as well, but it does mean that you know like the rest of the world, I'll probably be without a, a holiday. Yeah, I mean you know at least you're doubling down on the work instead of just kind of not doing anything. Like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, I know a lot of people are just kicking back, watching Netflix, not using their time wisely. Yeah. But uh, you've doubled down. Also, I realize as well, it it very much sounded like a first world problem when I said, Oh yeah. I won't get a holiday this year. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) I've given you enough shit. I I didn't even want to go for it. Listen, I'm not, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna try and dig out of it because it's just going to sound worse. So yeah, I'll just leave (laughs) it as, as that. 
Oh, you're, you're, you're smarter than man than I. I tried to dig myself out of the last last uh, conversational hole that I got myself into with you on the last episode. Ah, yeah, of course. And it just yeah, made yeah. it worse. So you're a yeah. smart man for just uh, giving <laughs> up on that one. <laughs> um, okay, so I do want to end. You know, I always end with my biggest tip. And, uh, you know, the, the kind of theme of this episode was being satisfied with your trading size, your gains, you yourself as a trader. So can you just, you know, double down or circle back on what you think the biggest tip is for kind of being happy with the gains that you're making? So it's a case of take pride in it and always have that association to a dollar value so always consider your trades as a dollar value think about what that dollar value means to you is that a significant amount of money are you happy with that amount of money for the time that you've put in for the fact you've clicked two buttons and it's to always celebrate the achievements so regardless of size how much you're taking from the market anything that you take from a financial market is is an achievement in itself so it should be celebrated so i don't want anybody to feel as though they don't have a big enough balance they don't trade with enough size you do you right nobody else and you figure out what works for you and you feel good about it when you achieve things love it i think that's a perfect way to end this episode i just i want to add a little tip and also i'm going to say that you know, I'm going to celebrate my $8 win tonight by getting nice and drunk uh, because you said to, you know, this isn't me. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, so, yeah. so thank you. I think you. alcohol was hand in hand with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate you doubling down on the celebrating your wins because you're right, you know, I, we didn't bring this statistic up, but 90 to 95% of day traders fail over the course of, you know, one year, five years or some shit like that. So for you to be able to take money from the market is a huge success like you're saying in and of itself and you have to reward yourself sometimes yeah and then yeah sorry did you have something else because i was going to add one last thing i i was i was literally i was just going to add on when you said um you have to reward yourself so it's like let's take for example your eight dollars that buys you that buys you a couple of drinks right um and those people that those people that you know suddenly end up with uh with a 500 dollar win you know that buys you a that buys you a new games console and a couple of games, right? So it's always great to rationalize, put it into the U.S. dollar amount, and then like treat yourself, right? You've you've done something pretty good, like treat yourself. Put it put make it more real to you, right? When you're sitting at home and you're playing your PS4, it's a little bit different than the point zero one or point one Bitcoin that you were seeing on the screen just the day before. Exactly. Love it. Uh, and then lastly, I just want to add, you know, I, I've, I've drummed on this a lot and it's that, you know, everyone on Twitter kind of has a motive for what they're doing. You know, I'm out here trying to drive traffic to my podcast with everything that I do on Twitter. Uh, so the people that you see that are posting these huge P and L's, uh, these huge account balances, you know, they're, they're doing it for a reason. It's not, quote unquote to share with you and teach you especially the guys that are just flexing it out of nowhere um and i think a couple names come to mind when when you say that and hear that uh so just understand that there's a reason that they are doing it they could be trying to 
drive you to a paid group. They could be struggling in real life and just need that ego boost. So remember that when you see that kind of stuff on Twitter. I was I was gonna I was gonna start clapping. <laughs> I, I genuinely I, I was nodding along with everything you were saying. It was uh, it was the great summer. It was just falling out of my mouth as I was going. I it was, I didn't it know. was wonderful. It I was don't like know art. Was... I didn't know where that was gonna end. To be honest with you, <laughs> when you when you got to the part about you know there's some names that come to mind. I was like, go on, go on. <laughs> I almost this wanted is, to name names. Time. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't want to make any enemies. I could be like totally wrong in like the couple people that I'm thinking yeah. of, and they could be trading massive accounts and just doing it just to you know put it out there but you know i i don't want to get into the whole drama thing of it uh is there anything else that you want you want to say or you want my audience to know before we go i know you gave your biggest tip but i always like to give you just that like one last opportunity to say anything um no like i i think everything's been summarized in terms of what we've covered over in in the content for this and you know as i said my my biggest thing my biggest thing is I want everybody to feel like pleased and to feel successful in what they're doing. Um, so that's like the final message is, you know, be, be happy with your success and your success alone. I love it. Great way to end the episode. I'm going to circle back on two things really quickly, just cause I got to get the last word in here. Uh, there's that plugin. There will be a link in the description. And then also guys, Lucas had a ton of success with cbs's educational group and if you've been looking for someone to learn from i don't think there's anyone on twitter that's done a better job than him uh, so i highly suggest reaching out dming him learning more about the group and potentially joining it and again thank you so much man i really appreciate you sitting down uh, this was a long time coming and i am absolutely honored for you to come on for a third time I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's always really, really good to chat to you. Wonderful.